Let the Eurovision Song Contest begin! morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome back. We are coming to you barely a month away from the Eurovision Song Contest 2022 in Turin in Italy. I am Jack and I'm so excited. This is Liz and is Liz excited? Oh my lord, excited is not the word. I think the word is Euro-sided. <laughs> that sounds like a crime. Trademark, trademark. <laughs> I am Euro-sided. I am so pumped. I am so ready to go. I don't think Europe is ready for what we have for them this year. <laughs> I'm not sure they are. I, I think it's going to be an interesting year. I think there are a couple of real contenders. I think there are a lot of non-contenders. <laughs> I won't say any names, but it was really nice having you, Latvia. Um, not that I don't love the song. Ooh. Absolutely love the song. I love that it's gone viral. But anyway, we'll cross that bridge when we get Starting to it. Starting it early. Look, I wasn't even talking about the acts. I was just talking about the energy that you and I have. Like, oh, my Lord. Don't everybody out there, don't be fooled by the fact, yes, Jack had to uh, tap his microphone to see if he was working. It happens to all men at some stage, Jack. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> Woo! Last week is Sweden. Oh, God. Let's just move on to that. Last week of Sweden, it is part five, 2008 through 19. It's been a while. I've had some stats reported back to me on our scores already. Oh, and what are they saying? Are you being completely fair and impartial? Is that what they say? Completely impartial? I think I am being completely impartial. Oh, However, it would, appear, it would appear that um, the stats would say that I could give every Swedish entry zeros in every category and it would still get a pass. <laughs> so from, from here on out, um, I may have been a bit generous, but uh -huh. Uh -huh. just call me just, just like you in Russia, I guess. We're just... No, you know? no, no. Oh, not anymore. That's no. right. Bef I've, I've shut it down. I have, in protest, I have stripped all you Russian songs, entries, and performers from my streaming service and replace them with Ukrainian ones to stand in solidarity. I stand with Ukraine. Beautiful. I can't wait till we get to Ukraine and you are definitely going to be even-handed about those guys. It'll be your Sweden, I think. So without <laughs> much further ado, shall we jump into it? Oh my Lord. And then we can later on, I have to tell you, I might have, while I was just streaming through my service the other day, I have found the perfect <laughs> man for me. You know how they say there's a perfect person for everyone and you're like, I don't believe it? I found the perfect man for me. You know what? Get it out now. Get it out before we get into Sweden. Let's clear the air here. Let's talk about your man. Oh my Lord. Okay. Three-time national stripper champion of Ukraine. Yes. He now is operating near the front lines of Ukraine. His mission specifically to go into destroyed areas and he is saving the cats and dogs of Ukraine. 
and is literally going in under gunfire, under shell fire, and is pulling terrified cats, dogs, kittens, even hamsters from the rubble, and is then transporting them back over over the border and there was pictures that there's pictures of him like with rescuing cats and I'm like oh my lord it is a stripper champion cat rescuer I am in love Duspois 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 I don't think there's much more we can add to that that sounds like the perfect man I know I that is the perfect man there is like if you go to like Wikipedia now and just Google the perfect man hands off ladies and gentlemen I'm mine, mine. I call dips. <laughs> She's licked him all over. Oh, I would. I would. <laughs> I call dips. What's not to love about a cat rescuer? Exactly. Hey, Sweden, Eurovision, one more episode. <laughs> Just let's get through it, shall we? <laughs> we are picking up tonight in 2008 with Charlotte Pirelli. Hero is the song, finishing 18th in the final. 12 from Malta, 8 from Denmark, 7 from Norway. Obviously, we would remember Charlotte Pirelli from winning Eurovision in 1999 for Sweden. And there is a little bit of... (gasps) Controversy, controversy, controversy. That's right. Now, while Hero made the final, Mm. it actually did so without actually ranking inside the top 10 in the semi-final because in 2008, they had this weird system where the top nine from the televote go through and Mm. the jury can pick their favourite of whoever is left to qualify as well. Okay. Sweden didn't make the top 10 in the televote that year, but the jury went, we like this song, we're going to send it through, and hence... There it was. So really kind of, in a sense, the first Swedish entry to not be the choice of the people. Yeah. Because obviously 2008's final just used the televote anyway. So weird to me, though, because Sweden was actually a big favourite with this song going Uh into the final and then just did not register on the scoreboard. I I think a lot of that is because... Like, I love this song. Like, I love the studio version of this song. But the live performance of this is terrible. It is, like, crash and burn. Her vocals are terrible. Her movement, it doesn't look like she's rehearsed. It's very disjointed. But do you know that there was uh, something happened literally right before she went on stage that affected her performance? Is this another little bit of... Controversy, controversy, controversy. Rumour has it that literally as she was preparing to go out onto the Eurovision stage to perform, it was revealed to Charlotte she was shown pictures revealing that her husband had in fact been cheating on her. No! Obviously people had been talking about it, but... Uh, you know, obviously they, you know, they were like, oh, you know, we, we need to tell her, but nobody wanted to tell her, obviously, before Eurovision. This was supposed to be her big night, her big comeback at Eurovision. Um, yeah. Um, but why would you pick two minutes before she goes on stage I, at Eurovision? No, I don't think it was planned. I think it was a case of she found out by accident early. Oh, no. Um, And then, you know, obviously, what are you talking about? And then... She saw the picture uh, allegedly showing her husband of the time having an affair, literally uh, just a few minutes. But like a champion, she walked out onto that stage and performed. That's incredible. That's amazing. I did not know that. Which That is is a hero. 
Like, yeah. I looked at the performance and I was like, oh, this is a terrible performance. But then you find out she literally is just, like her heart is broken, completely devastated. And then singing that song, I think that's that's an extraordinary professional. That's a boss moment right there. Yeah. I kind of, I feel like it's like Chris Rock and Will Smith at the Oscars. Like, just wait like five more minutes, get your Oscar, you know what I mean? And then do it. Like, don't do it right before. Oh, thank God you brought it up. No one's been talking about it. I'm glad somebody's <laughs> talked about it, Jack. I'm, I'm actually so over it. I'm so over <laughs> I'm it. But anyway. Somebody had the courage to talk about it. <laughs> I totally get the whole grey into colour thing, but I don't think it really worked that well yeah. on the night. And it was, a, it was a fun song and I just think it didn't work. I, it wasn't even Sweden's favourite, you know, because they actually voted for Sana Nielsen to win Melody Fest and juries put this over i don't know it is fun but maybe this is why it just flattened out on the night the vocals were not excellent i mean this is all kind of putting it in context isn't it like yeah yeah, of course they're not going to be of course the one thing that you cannot blame on this whole affair finding out thing Uh is that makeup the raccoon eyes do not work for Charlotte's <laughs> at all. It does feel a bit more drag show than Eurovision. But again, uh, yeah. I think that could have actually just been the tears that she had literally. It could been have crying. been yes, and she has just like wiped her eyes and carried on. Ironically, that's the true definition of a hero, right there. Exactly. I've given song seven point five, performance a four, fashion a five for a sixteen and a half for this one. Yeah, I gave the song a 7.5, uh, performance and fashion both get 5. For a 17.5 from you, and together that is Why Do You Make Me Do 6 Plus 7. <laughs> 34 between the pair of us, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong out there, everyone in the ether. <laughs> Math was never my strong point. You're pretty. You just keep going, Jack. You're pretty. Well, thanks. I've got to... How I Make My Money, 2009. This is going to be fun. Malena Ernman with Lavoie, finishing 21st in the final. Seven from Finland, six from Estonia, and fours from Denmark, Malta, and Norway. Obviously, and I don't say this about very many people, but Eurovision was Malena's second biggest accomplishment in life. Oh. Because as we both know, she is the mother of global earth-shattering superhero changing the world for the better Greta Thunberg well I don't think I don't think earth-shattering earth-shattering is exactly what she's trying to stop um yes groundbreaking nope also doesn't really work um uh setting a fire no no oil Uh, rig disaster nope doesn't quite work no uh giant ocean of plastic that's no that's yeah we're getting further away from it I I anyway Greta Thunberg's mum. What a coincidence. How very Eurovision for this to be a thing that happened in the history of the world. Fourth in the semi-final, but then falling to 21st in the final. What did you think? Oh, my Lord. Look, this, uh, how can we forget this performance? This is the year that Sweden wishes it was in the fifth element. That's the only way to describe <laughs> this performance. <laughs> With its little rock opera. Oh, 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 oh. Um, oh my Lord. You know what is so weird to me, though? Obviously, the hardest part of this song is the opera. Opera is one of the hardest things to do. The opera parts of this song, she is mesmerizing. She nails every opera moment to just... Every moment. It's a work of art. It's just all the other notes in between. Yes. Okay, how do you nail the opera 
and botch the verses. Yes! Like, it's so patchy. Maybe it's like going opera and then trying to go non-opera kind of just fucks with your voice or and something. But yes, so low. Like, it's, tell me how you're feeling. <laughs> really? That's the note you're going to go with? Okay. That's sure. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. I totally agree. I think her dress looks great and I totally vibe with the theatrical masks and stuff. Oh, yeah. But it's the type of song you need to nail every part of to mm-hmm. make it a mm-hmm. moment. In When you're doing something as amazing as opera, yeah. the bits that aren't as strong as opera are more obvious. Yes. So you kind of need to nail it. And it just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you yeah. need to get it 100% perfect like Cesar. Um Look, I think, I think the staging and the costumes, it's all very elegant. I think this is a very elegant performance, very elegant song. Yeah, it's just that patchy, I don't know. It's like if I was at a bus stop alone. and What is I, it with you and bus stop analogies on this show? And I heard, tell me how you're feeling. I'd shit <laughs> You myself. just made me spit tea everywhere. I walk, that's what I would spit tea everywhere, shit myself, and hope that my family employed John Wick to avenge my death. Like, it's just, it's, no, it just, all the bits in between the opera just ruin it for me, which is such a shame because I'm loving every other part of this. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Do you think this podcast has much of a crossover between the Eurovision and the John Wick fan community? I think so. I think we're the only place it would happen. I've given Song a 5, Performance a 3, Fashion a 7 for a 15. Well, that's like you say, like, you used to give me shit all the time saying, do you think, you know, there's a lot of people where they do crossovers between Eurovision and Doctor Who all the time? And you have mocked Mm me all these years, yet only this week, I do believe, didn't we just, uh, maybe we should mention, we just, uh, we charted, didn't we? Didn't we? We did chart. We did chart in the United Kingdom again. In the United Kingdom. Top 50 in music podcasts. Oh, so that was fun for us. The home um, of Doctor Who. So, yeah, that's what it is. It's the home of a lot of things. You Liz. tell me. We, we bought the, I brought the Doctor Who crowd. Now I'm going to bring <laughs> the bus stop crowd. <laughs> what have you given this song? Uh, I give the song a seven, a performance five. I hate those notes. Uh, fashion gets an eight. Oh, you're a big fan of this one. I am. For a 20 from you and a 35 between us, a nice big pass from Elena Ehrman. We have to go to maybe one of Sweden's lowest points at Eurovision. Mm. This is not a criticism of the artist because I'm a big Anna Bergendahl fan. But in 2010, they sent Anna Bergendahl, they sent the song This Is My Life and... Sweden did not qualify from the semi-final. It is the first time Sweden has entered Eurovision and not made the final. It Mm. is the first final 
of Eurovision without Sweden in it since 1976. Wow. Um, I mean, the warning signs were all there. You know, the scores are getting lower on the scoreboard a bit consistently, you know. You had the Ark, then you had Charlotte, then you had Malena, mm-hmm. and it just felt inevitable. Problem is, it's going to kill Sweden because they did finish 11th in the actual semifinal, which is not so far away from qualifying, but it still wasn't qualifying. So, yeah, to be fair, I have to be fair, love Anna Bergentil. Every song, she spent the last decade redeeming herself at Melody Festival and with some absolute bangers. She did come last in the Melody Festival and final this year. Not the point. <laughs> this probably didn't deserve a Eurovision final, if you ask me. What about you? No. Well, I mean, I always thought the lowest moment that was ever going to be between me and Sweden was when I found out that they were like the ninth largest seller of weapons <laughs> in the world. And I was like, oh, I, I, this is this is our low point. I don't know if we can come back from here. But then I had to sit through this performance and I went, oh, we can actually go lower in this relationship. Can, can we talk about the dress with the tights to start off with? Oh! And the converse. Very 2010. Oh. That's not an insult to Converse. I love Converse. I have like 10 million pairs of Converse sneakers. Like, Wow, I should mark Anna Bergendahl down further, I think. I love my like Connie sneakers. But, oh my God. And you know what really annoys me? She sends all this song saying she, she says she can't be anyone else, which is really fucking annoying because I spent the entire three minutes wishing she was Corolla. <laughs> Corolla would have nailed this song no matter how weak it is Corolla would have nailed it you know pump yeah. up that wind machine get some flags Corolla comes top five. Oh my god and like what is with her holding this weird like giant guitar that she's clearly not playing mm-hmm. and just hands like really or like oh no let's just give her a dinosaur to hold like what the hell <laughs> that would have made more sense And yeah, you're right. Oh my God. The costume, like the tights, the dress, the sneakers. What the fuck? Is this a teen musical? I agree. This just totally missed the mark. It just completely missed the mark. I mean, Anna has tried so hard to to wipe away the stigma of being the only non-qualifier, but I kind of think this performance was actually a blessing in disguise for Sweden because not making the final really made them sit down and be like, if we want to do this, we can't just skate past anymore. Yes. And no spoilers for the future. They have absolutely turned it around since then. But ah, song five, performance four, fashion a two, 11 from me. I'm sure that's a lot higher than it got from you. Oh, you know what? Do you know why? It's your life. Do you know why it's your life, Anna? Because nobody else wants it. (laughs) What have you given this one? Song two, performance and fashion both get zero. For a two from you, which is better than the zero that you gave to... No, minus 20. It was like a minus 16 that you gave to uh, Bjorn Skiffs back in the day. That's a 13 from the pair of us, which brings us to a turning point. And I think... This is where a lot of fans diverge on Sweden. And I think it's a really important part in Eurovision to talk about because there has been, like it or hate it, a Swedenization of Eurovision. It's Mm -hmm. They've kind of set it in their mold and everyone's kind of gone with it. And it kind of starts here. There is a point in a little bit where it really changes, but this is where we start to see it. It's 2011, Eric Sade, popular, finishing third, 
Nobody comes back with a vengeance quite like Sweden do after a no qualifier. Mm -hmm. 12 from Estonia and Israel, 10 from Cyprus, Denmark, France, Hungary, the Netherlands, Norway, and Slovakia, and a 7 from Iceland. I'm just going to get this out here. Stop, don't say that it's impossible, because I know it's possible. Absolutely terrible lyric. What did you think of Eric Sade? Oh my god, I think you've mixed up your words. I think you meant to say genius. (laughs) Nope. Not the words I was looking Genius for. Genius nope. lyrics. Can't say it. Don't tell me it's not possible because I know it's possible. That shit should be printed on t-shirts and hung on walls with pictures of little kitties hanging from a stick. Oh. Like on one of those inspirational is- quote things over a sunset yeah. on a beach. Yeah, that is some inspirational shit. <laughs> like pole vault. If you don't make it, it's your own damn vault. Hey, stay out of the card-making business, Liz. Okay. (laughs) I think this is the sleek Sweden appearing, and it's like it's super friendly, like super radio-friendly pop vibe that Sweden's trying to become synonymous with. Um, That glass smash in his performance happens just a second or two too late when he goes, I'm going to get there, and he hits the glass, and it kind of doesn't do anything. And then a second later it goes, oh, shit. Shut up. It's a, it's a genius moment. For anyone who hasn't seen this performance, you have to see it. Basically, he gets put into a glass box and then he very dramatic teen angst, uh, 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 throws himself like against the glass walls, not like a lame mime at all, like, you know, like a sexy, glistening, glittery vampire in Twilight. Ah, ah, ah. And obviously he's meant to hit the last frame and the glass explodes. But yeah, <laughs> and you can sort of see that moment where he's like, um. <laughs> yeah. So better late than never. I feel like that's just me nitpicking talking about that because it's so sleek. It's an excellent return to form from Sweden and just smooth as butter. It is just smooth yeah. as butter. So the song only gets a six, but that performance obviously is going to get a nine from me. Fashion an eight for a 23 out of 30. Oh my God. <laughs> well, you know what? I only have... Okay, I only have 12 words for you. <laughs> When we look at this score and we talk about the score of this being the perfect performance, you're going to tell me, don't tell me it's not possible because I know, I know it's possible that this gets 10, 10, 10. Really unexpected score, I think, from you. Uh, For a 30 from you, 23 from me. And a fifty-three. You know what, Liz? You're you're you've got a penchant for pop boys and sleek radio-friendly pop songs. I think. <laughs> you know what? That legend has it. He's still popular. I hear he is. Actually, came second at Melody Festival in last year. So he's got a fan club. Fifty-three from the pair of us. It's time. Are you ready? It's time. What is this? The end? Are we it, packing up? We're packing up and going. Home. All right, okay. It is a song that. You and I, and I think everyone out there knows, it's the big one. It's a song you and I do not agree on at all. Um, And it is 2012. It is Lorraine. It is Euphoria. And it won Sweden's fifth Eurovision crown. 12 points. It's going to take me a while, Liz, so feel free to go in. Yeah, yeah, you do your thing. Yeah, you you go. Okay, so 12 from Austria, Belgium, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, France, Germany, Hungary, Iceland, Ireland, Israel, Latvia, the Netherlands, Norway, Russia, Slovakia, Spain, 
and the UK, if you keep in count, that's 18 countries, 10 from Cyprus, Lithuania, Romania, Serbia, Slovenia, and 8 from Bosnia-Herzegovina, Bulgaria, and Georgia. And I now need to rest my voice for three months because <laughs> that was a lot of words to get out in one go. Let me get into this. Let me just state my argument. And you can rain <laughs> shit on me all you want. But I, I honestly believe, like this song or dislike this song, it is very hard to understate the impact that Euphoria has had on Eurovision. Like, it was decades since a Eurovision song had gone global, charted, made an impact somewhere. And this song just went up the charts. It it was really this moment where where people started saying, hey, I can send a song to Eurovision and it will actually be a legitimate platform for launching my music. And I feel like that kind of, and I've written down the reason Liz hates this song is probably what makes it so successful because it's not cringy. And Liz loves a little bit of cringe in her pop songs at Eurovision. Go back to the podcast. <laughs> Gross. But I just think, I think your euphoria, love it or hate it. And I know a lot of people just don't get it is this moment I've talked about the Swedenization of the contest and I really think it sort of gave an authentic, not necessarily an authenticity, but a authority to Eurovision as a way to make music. And it meant Eurovision was taken seriously by people outside of it. And I think, I don't think if you don't have the euphorias, you don't have the arcades and the soldies and the monishkins. I just don't think it's worth their time. So, I mean, you can't really understate its impact. That's just my argument. That's what I think. All right, now piss all over it. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, that, that's how I feel about it. Like, And I totally understand. I, 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 don't, I don't, like, per, like personally, I just, I don't think it's that much of a unique song. To me, it sounds like a million other songs that, you know, I hear, you know, on, on the radio. I don't think it does anything uh, groundbreaking for me. The performance, I'm going to be honest, I find a lot of the performance is self-indulgent. And for me, it's I look at her performance and I think, you know what? She's copying what Kate Bush, <laughs> she's trying to do what Kate Bush did 20 years ago. And I'm going to say, did better. Okay. I actually like it a lot better when the snow starts falling and the gentleman comes in. Thank God, if he didn't show, if he didn't show up, I would have given this like minus a gazillion. Okay. Shock horror! Liz likes a song more when a man shows up <laughs> to lift her up. Uh-huh. Um, oh my lord! And can we talk about because before this performance went on, okay, there was uh, there was a bit of controversy, controversy, controversy. Um. Oh no! Go on, you hit us. You're you're all about the Lorraine. Hit us with the controversy. I don't know. We talking about I, the ending. I oh, I thought you were gonna. Okay. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, there was a bit of ending because with the uh, with the ending to this performance, they actually wanted to do like a delay, like so when it was actually transmitted, it was actually going to be slowed. Down, oh yes, the slow like a, motion a drop. Yes, yes, yes. The slow motion drop, and there was a lot of controversy because people were saying, uh, "No, it's got to be a live performance. If you're having that slow motion drop, that's cheating." Uh-huh. You know, why, why can't we all just like do pre-recorded effects then? Um, but Eurovision went ahead; uh, they allowed it. To me, their big dramatic end—it's bullshit. It's such a non-existent. It's like, do you remember that performance where they were all like, "Oh my god, you're actually going to see his soul oh, as a his body"? 
That's and it is right. just a shit little like white, you know, figure of a dude on a screen. And you're like, that's not his soulmate. That's a bit shit. <laughs> that's how I feel about this ending. Like they had built it up so much. Like the dramatic ending. Like it's going to be Platoon. It's going to be Willem Dafoe. Like, oh. Could you quote a movie someone's seen in the last 15 years? Just once. Flies Just over. Just once. Once. It was going to be like that moment in like Aquaman. Like. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take Where Aquaman it. came out in his like king suit and time stopped and we all moistened our shores. See, I um, think this was just a moment in time. It wins. I, and I think you know you're in the minority on this one and it's fine. But it, it's been voted the most popular song in the ESC 250 10 Ah, uh, no, no, no. See, I argue that because you always, you always bring this up to me to try and win your, like, your argument. But I'm like, yeah, but always by polls that are done on Instagram. So, of course. This isn't done on Instagram, Liz. Yes, with the ones that you show me on Instagram. So, it's like, it's Oh, you mean my polls? Saying. No. Yeah, your polls. Not that tough. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the you're eliminating the- whole members of the community, but whatever. Okay, yeah, cool, great. Um, by the way, no one <laughs> under the age of 40 remembers Sarkis Ruvas. I'll just put that there. <gasps> Suck it. Anyway, the game changer. Eurovision, I think, is stronger for it. That's my opinion. I know it's not yours. Song 12, performance 12, fashion of 12. It is the anthem. Up there with Waterloo in the impact on Eurovision. Oh, now, now it was just going to be like, you know, women who were going to throw like Molotov cocktails at you for cussing <laughs> Sarkis. Um, now it's going to be whole other members of the, now the gay community is going to be like throwing um, Molotov cocktails at you. Look, you love it. This is your be all and end all. And I think this is the beautiful thing about Eurovision. We all have particular songs for whichever personal reasons we have. It's like you with toys. It's, a, it's weird. It's a game changer for us. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it just it speaks to people and it has an emotional connection and I love that that it does that for people. Um, it's just for me, it's a bit shit. Um, so I give the song five, performance five. Those points are solely for Kate Bush, but I'm gonna say it. Fashion gets a one. Wow, that is you. You are literally on a gay hit list somewhere. I think now because of this. She couldn't have like sewn some like friggin' sequins into that friggin' like jacket. Like something. It's euphoria. Like pff, there's no euphoria without sequins. That is an eleven from you, thirty-six from me, and a forty-seven between the pair of us. It is going to look very different when I put this video together down the line between where we've ranked these two songs. But that's the beauty <laughs> of it all, I think. Twenty thirteen. Robin Schoenberg with the song You. He finished 14th in the final. This is kind of feels like to me the old we don't want to host twice in a row shtick. Um, 12 from Norway, 8 from Denmark, 6 from Slovenia. And is it just me or has Robin gone a little bit Donald Trump with the spray tan ahead of this one? What did you think? <laughs> yeah, he got a little bit carried away with that tan, 100%. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, I'm worried about the light, so I should put on, you know, another layer. No. Mm. No, you're from Sweden. Nobody expects you to be orange. I remember about 10 years ago, everyone in Sweden was like, no, no offense to the people of Sweden, but everyone that seemed famous, like Danny Sasado, Robin Schoenberg, everyone was a very distinctly orangey color sometimes on television. Yeah. I think they're past it now, but yeah, what do you think? Oh, I hope so. Look, I've got to be 
honest, I do enjoy a good you. You're only human. I do enjoy that. Yeah. You know, that's always a bit of fun, you know. Um, look, he seems nice. I'll say that about him. He seems like a nice chap. You know, you take him to meet your grandma. Like, he's nice. Um, the clothes are plain. I don't know why they're so plain. And pff, stupid sneakers. Piss off. I agree. He has a great voice, but the chorus is so irritating. If you want to yodel, yodel. Don't do this half pop kind of thing. I think it is the outlier amongst the rest of the songs in this episode in that Mm -hmm. it just, mm, it's fine. It's jury bait, but it it absolutely wasn't a winner. I don't know. Maybe it is a tribute to Lorraine. I'm performing on stage and it's, oh, because of you winning last year. Thank you. No, 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 no credit to Lorraine. Not at all. No. Song four, performance four, fashion of four for a 12. Look, I'll, I'll give you this. I've given it less than Euphoria. <laughs> I've said that Euphoria is better than this one. I'll take what I can get. Um, I've given the song five, performance five, fashion a zero. For a 10 from you and a 22 between us, which brings us to a song we both have a history with. I think it's the first Eurovision song you really got saddled with me being obsessed with. It is in 2014, Sana Nilsson, undo, finishing third in the final. 12 from Denmark, Romania, and Ukraine. 10 from Belgium, Estonia, Finland, Israel, San Marino, and Spain. And 8 from Hungary, Latvia, the Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, and Slovenia. Undo my sad Sana Nilsson. What did you think, Lizzie? Oh, I thought that maybe you were on methamphetamines. You were so obsessed with this song. <laughs> and you were the like you were convinced this was gonna win. And the rest of the world was like, nah, it's Conchita Worst, mate. And even to the end, you were like, No, no, no. <laughs> That's the thing. This was so far out in front in the odds beforehand that I was just like convinced it was a foregone conclusion. It wasn't yeah. until that semi-final when Conchita performed the first time. Everything turned on its head. Everyone kind of went, this is what's going to win. And I was probably the last one to come to that party because I was just like, nope, no, no, no. The odds would never be this wrong. Nope, not possible. I was wrong. You just kept drinking more and like just digging yourself digger into your Sandra ditch (laughs) that you refused. You just started pulling the earth in on top of you, (laughs) refusing to like give up on your dream. I still think she's got a shot to win in 2014. I wouldn't count her out yet. Have we counted all the votes? Stop the steal, Conchita. Stop the steal. There are some postal votes to come, I do believe. (laughs) Fingers crossed. My favorite thing about this is just I you don't often hear the crowds that or the the song that quiet that you can hear the crowd singing along and i really oh. love at the start where you can just hear them singing with sana and it just really does it's it's kind it's of a like beautiful moment. it's a beautiful magical moment yeah i adore the pyramid of light i love her dress i absolutely loved this entry to death on reflection i mm. was a little too into it you know like yeah all right fine i accept it had a shot at winning it didn't uh-huh. that's fine the world yeah. keeps spinning. I've learned that yeah. my willpower is not greater than the Eurovision voting audience when there's a bearded drag queen. But yeah. <laughs> and can we talk about the drop into that final chorus? Oh, 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 oh. Tell magic. us what you think. Magic. Tell us. <laughs> it's it's just. Am I oh, 
That's it. And I live for it. Song 10, performance 10, fashion of 10, Sonna Nilsson. I love you to bits. Perfect 30 from me. Sweden, you're uh, doing it good. Uh, look, I'll agree. This is a simply, it's an amazing song. There's beautiful emotion, but it was never going to defeat Conchita. Um, we also have to address the simple fact. I mean, Sandra just got outclassed on the night. Conchita gave a much better vocal performance on the night. I think Conchita's outfit uh, for 2014 was absolutely flawless. I don't know what I don't know what Sarah Nielsen was thinking with the outfit and what she was wearing. To me, her outfit says, "Oh, my dog has died, but I kind of <laughs> want to get with the vet." That's what that outfit says to me. I don't think her dress is up to the scratch of Eurovision. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. I think it's a very poor choice. This has been your little trick the whole way through to stop you from realizing you love Sweden is to moderate yourself by cutting them off in fashion. Don't think I'm not onto you. I'm onto this. Well, they just, who's ever doing the styling for Sweden sometimes needs to be like slapped upside the head. No, no, you are a Swedophile. Admit it. You're a massive Swedophile. No. You're a Swedophile. No. no, I'm really not. You're on a watch list. And what have you given Sana Nielsen? Uh, I have given the song nine. Woo! Performance six. Vocal performance was 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 patchy. Um, fashion gets a five. Begrudgingly, it gets a five. <laughs> for a 20 from you and a 50 between us. Good score, Sana Nielsen. That takes us on to... Oh, would you look at this sweden rolling on like a tank because it is 2015 it is mons zelmelev it is the song heroes and he kind of was sorry that's not how you say it sorry yeah (laughs) heroes and he won the eurovision song contest sweden paravails again in possibly the most unpredictable top three i think i've seen in in years, you, I had no idea where that vote was going in 2015. 12 yeah. from Australia, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Italy, Latvia, Norway, Poland, Slovenia, Switzerland, and the United Kingdom. 10 from Belarus, Cyprus, the Czech Republic, Estonia, Germany, Hungary, Ireland, Israel, Lithuania, Malta, and the Netherlands. And 8 from France, Moldova, Portugal, Romania, Russia, Serbia, and Spain. This is just a catchy song carried by an incredible stage performance and some very tight leather pants. What did you think? Oh my Lord. This is just a a classic. And we have to say, it's not just the fact that Mons won in 2015. Mons won in 2015. We've said it before. I'm going to say it again. The greatest year ever at Eurovision. Very strong year. Very strong year. The competition that he was up against. Yeah, this is not a weak uh, year where, you know, the winner just won because there was nothing else. There were half a dozen songs that would have been worthy winners in this contest, quite frankly. But Mons took it out. Oh, this performance is next level. It is simultaneously over the top and restrained. That's what I love <laughs> yeah. about it. You know what else I love about it? They used they used little stick figures, not at, not an actual real children because real children are gross and disgusting. Correct. Little little balloon boy, oh, melts my heart, melts my heart. 
Everything about this is just flawless. And Mons does it so effortless. Even when he wins and he has to repeat the performance, which is notoriously a clusterfuck because your emotions... You're are... wrecked. You're just, you're just drained. You don't know what's up and what's oh, down. Oh, you're wrecked. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you are wrecked when you watch this performance. Uh, a wreck. A wreck. A wreck. You pervert. Um, oh my god. Yeah, even just when he does it, he knows... I think he could be asleep in a coma and he could still... <laughs> carry this off and I say it every time we talk about I think the real winner is that moment where the camera comes in close and Mons intimately sings to you he mm. eye fucks you while he sings to you like looking you in the eyes oh there's your winner moment right there I think it's just like the timing needed to execute those like the moves and oh, everything yeah. because if it goes wrong you're off yes you're completely yes. off if you miss a beat you have to catch up yes. and it, and we will know, you know, yes. it's flawless until it goes wrong and it never goes wrong. That's the thing. I just, I can't imagine how much practice it took to be able to do that. I do remember, I don't know if yeah. we were watching this one. We were watching this one together when Nigella was the UK score giver and mm -hmm. she, we're sitting there, we're waiting eight points to Italy, 10 points to Australia and she pauses and you can just hear the crowd going sweet and sweet and sweet and and because no one was happy with Russia at the time and, uh, you know, they were yeah. taking it out on Polina. It turns out she's a big pro Putin, so no one's really upset she lost anymore. But when Nigella yells Sweden and the points put Sweden over Russia at number one on the yeah. scoreboard and the crowd go nuts, it's yeah. just one of the best moments in voting in Eurovision history, I think. I just They just erupted. Yeah. And then, like, the real class about this performance is – you know, if you compare it to Sergei Lazarus with you are the only one, mm -hmm. I find that's Russia trying to capture the magic of the mom's performance. But when you watch the Sergei performance, it looks very fake. It looks very labored. It looks very forced. The performance and you I gave 10 points to a couple of months ago. No, when compared to this one. Right. Okay. And I'm I think it, take, and it takes away from the song. Whereas the performance for heroes, it looks it looks so effortless. Absolutely. It looks like the, it looks like this isn't even a choreographed routine. He's just come out and he is just singing to you as you've just woken up from your night of gay abandon in your little bed and breakfast in Dorset. I totally agree. I don't know what else to do, but song ten, performance twelve. Fashion, oh, that's a 10 as well for a 32 out of 60. Out of 30. I got so carried away, I doubled my score. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what I'd double? Mons. <laughs> what about you? What have you given Sweden 2015 Mons Elmelov? Oh, well, you know what? I think um, – I don't think I speak for everyone in the world when I simply say, 12, 12, 12. I could see it coming. You know what? I know you're going to go swinging for the fences when you get really quiet before you <laughs> give your scores. You go, and anyway, so I was going to give 12, 12, 12. <laughs> I'm always like, all right, I'll pencil it in while you're still building up to it. 32 from me, 36 from you, and a 68 from the pair you of You know what us. that is? That's my intimate moment. That's where I draw you in, you know, with the camera. Mm, exactly. Just, just draw you in. Mm. I love it. I can oh, really only months. think of one song that's gotten more points than Heroes from the pair of us. Um, mm. And it was a couple of episodes ago, obviously. 
It was cheesecake. It was cheesecake from Belarus. I'm obsessed with that song. It was. 2016, France, if I was sorry, finishing fifth in the final as host country. 12 in the televote because we're in the split era. 12 from Denmark and Iceland. 10 from Estonia, Finland and Poland. And an 8 from Germany. From the juries, 12 from the Czech Republic, Estonia and Finland, 10 from Germany and the Netherlands, and 8 from Austria, Belarus and Latvia. If Mons was all over the top, this was very super quiet staging comparatively. What did you think? Oh, if I was sorry. You know what? He should be sorry for wasting our time with this misfire. (laughs) This is a disgrace. You don't send this up after like Mons. Mons was perfection. And what what is this? What is this? The boy who collects the bloody trolleys at the supermarket. He actually had a big hit when he was eight years old in Sweden with a song about how much he loves Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And sometimes I sing it to myself. When I'm doing something, ingen kick a football, some hand, slatan, you say slatan, Svenskans hovor, superman, slatan, you say slatan, I love you, Ikliba dick, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, do do. I love that song. Not the point. You didn't like this. When I was when I was eight, I sung a song about doing a poo, all right? <laughs> it doesn't mean anyone should get excited, doesn't mean I should go to Eurovision. Was it a number one hit in Scandinavia? It was a number one hit in my bathroom. Oh, God. I, sh- I set myself up for that one, didn't I? Actually, I take it back. It wasn't a number one. It was a number two. (laughs) I set myself up for that as well. All right. I actually (laughs) like the song. I think it's pretty simple. I think it's Franz and a light board. I think it's very much the polar opposite of Mons. And I think he has great stage presence. I like this song. I like this song. Simple Uh. song. Clearly resonated. It finished fifth. Uh. I'd enjoyed it. Uh. I'm going to give it, I'm just going to give my score so you can bring it down to earth. Song eight, performance seven, fashion a seven for a 22. I really do like this one. If this was my child, I'd drop it off at an orphanage. Song three, performance three, fashion a zero. It's actually quite funny because as soon as I gave my score, a cricket started chirping outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the world speaks. Talk about talk about the universe giving its opinion. Uh, that is a six of you, a 22 from me, 28 between us, like not a pass takes us to 2017 and I know I know you have some opinions on this one Robin Bengtson with I Can't Go On again finishing fifth in the final in the televote 12 from Denmark 8 from Iceland and 7 from Malta and Ukraine but this is where all of the points came from jury 12 from Belgium Denmark and Finland 10 from Israel Italy and Switzerland and 8 from Belarus France Georgia Iceland Moldova and the United Kingdom so like I said more popular with the juries than the people by far what did you think Oh, my Lord. I think every part of this production is perfect. This is five men on suits on, um, what do you call them? I'm fat. Um, treadmills. (laughs) (laughs) Five men in suits on treadmills giving one of the most (laughs) memorable performances ever at Eurovision. Ah, I think this is flawless. Oh my God, Robin, get in my ovaries. Every time I see him, I want to bear him like a cavalcade of children. Oh, everything is stylish. Everyone has bedroom eyes. And I'm just going to say it, male voguing, it doesn't happen enough. I think one... You and the juries are lining up for once, which shocks me to my very core. I think that threw me off a bit. I love his plum suit, but I just... Strong staging over a rather bland song and very patchy (gasps) vocals for me. I don't think he... 
I don't think he really put too much into it. Um, it wasn't oh, even Sweden's favourite entry that year. It actually finished third in the Melody Festival and Televote. But for me, it's kind of like fancy footwork over a bland song. I did not like this one. Oh, oh. I know. Oh. I find it weird that oh. we're on opposite sides of a Swedish entry like this. Oh, my God. I can't. I don't know how you can consider this, like, bland. This is so no, stylish I think to me. the performance is really slick over a very bland song. I, it's good footwork. It's very, it is Mons, but it just didn't work. For, it didn't hit for me. You know what it is to me? It's like, um, it's like, okay, really, like, beautiful men. They don't do anything for me because I'm like, mm, no, you're too, you're too pretty. I like a man with a scar. Uh-huh. But then Ryan Gosling comes along <laughs> and you're just like, and you and I think with this performance, you just become like one of those ladies in that like crazy, sexy, cool movie where he just like he comes up to the bar and just like gonna buy you a drink and you just take your panties off. That is the reaction that I have to this song. He starts and I just get undressed. <laughs> he starts and you finish. Yeah, yeah, that would have been the that would have been the clean way to say it. Anyway, song three, performance six, fashion of five, fourteen from me. Oh. My lord, you know what? That uh, oh, I I I can't think of it as bland. Oh my god, I am in, I am I am in my bedroom screaming 12 12 12. That is a really unexpected score from you for a 50 between the pair of us. I really didn't see that getting the same score as Mons. I didn't. I don't think there's a day of my life where I don't listen to this song. I love it so much and it's ridiculous because I've never been called beautiful. No one's ever going to call me beautiful. Oh, I think you're beautiful. Oh, you're such a liar. But only when I, the camera's off, though. <laughs> but, and, but I just I love it. Like I'm not into beautiful people, but I hear this and I'm just like I'm voguing, I'm voguing, I'm voguing. And I'm you know beautiful. what? That is that is the beauty of this podcast. We disagree. Like there's no tomorrow. Legit, no tomorrow. 2018, <laughs> Benjamin and Grosso dance you off, finishing seventh in the final. In a televote, seven from Denmark, four from Lithuania, three from Norway. In the jury, though, 12 from Armenia, Australia, Cyprus, Georgia, Germany, Latvia, Serbia, and Slovenia, 10 from Israel, Norway, and Russia, and eight points from Austria, Belgium, the Czech Republic, Finland, Greece, Lithuania, the Netherlands, and San Marino. I did some maths today. Yes, I know. Ooh. I'm shocked as well. It's probably wrong, but of... Benjamin's 274 point total. Yes. Only 21 of those points came from the televote, which means 7.7% uh-huh. of his score was yeah. from the people. Um, <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. This is why people are kind of like, Sweden and the juries, they're so corrupt. They work together. And I was like, that's bullshit. And then I look at this and I'm like, well, all right, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Look, but before we get into it, my 12 points goes to those pants. Oh, my Lord. They are so tight. I just want to pick some fruit. What did you think? <laughs> oh, my Lord. For a start, I'm going to dance you off. It sounds like he's gonna he's like threatening someone with a sex act. I'm just saying. I think it's meant to. I think it's meant to be like a polite euphemism. Like, is yeah, um, it's something the young people say to each other that, you know, we don't know. All the young people at home are like, yeah, and we're like, oh, oh, oh what is that, Roger? Don't lump me in that? with you. We're different generations. Leave me alone. <laughs> you don't know what it means either, old man. <laughs> I have no idea. 
<laughs> oh my god! You know what spins me the most about this one is I'm going to tie in another genre of fans here for everyone out there who's a Bruce Campbell fan. Okay, oh god, you're, you're really running the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> At the end of Evil 2, where he gets sucked into the wormhole, before he goes back to, like, you know, prehistoric medieval times, it's like he first went into the future, into 2018, and performed at the Eurovision Song Contest. It looks like a young Bruce Campbell from the side. It blows me away, and it just makes me, hee So I think I enjoy this a lot more, <laughs> because in my mind, it's Bruce Campbell performing at the Eurovision Song Contest. Of course, one of my all-time favourite actors. Um, again, the performance, the what they've done is so sleek. Yeah. It's very well done with the lights and everything. It's it, it's fantastic. Everything that really shits me about this is the outfit. Oh, wow. Not a fan. He's wearing sneakers, no <laughs> socks, zero points. This is a generational thing, though, because I think he looks great. I think he really... And it's black on black. No. Nah. Oh, yeah, nah. but, I mean, not even black on nah. black can stop me from seeing that booty. In those jeans, I'm telling you, this <laughs> is. But this is really peak Sweden sending cute pop boys with an ultra slick yeah. radio hit, and this is absolutely probably the year where people turning on Sweden, not turning on Sweden, but being really sick of this kind of strategy of slick boys with slick songs, kind of really hit its stride. And I think a lot of people were just bored of it at that point, which I totally understand. Are they just envious? Oh, it could be envy as well. You don't see many. I was going to say sexy Moldovans, but do you remember that guy that did the song with all the police cops in the in the? There are so yeah, I was going to say there are yeah, so many I, sexy Moldovans. Like I still me. remember those stripper Ig- policemen. Oh my god, the Sunstroke Project, super mm. sax guy. Uh, yeah, not my type. Anyway, I think Benjamin Ooze's charisma and it is a great track, but I really feel you can't connect with it because it's almost overproduced. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just not as authentic as you want, and I think that's especially in the performance. I do yeah. love the dance moves. And those pants are welcome back anytime. They can they can show up wherever they want. Song six, performance seven, but fashion a nine. Oh, oh. Benjamin and Grosso. No, I'm sorry. I can't connect to someone who's not wearing socks. <laughs> like, all I'm thinking is, can you imagine how sweaty inside those sneakers must be? Ew. Ew. How do you, how, you're going to take them on a plane? Other people have to breathe that air. <laughs> Song seven, performance eight, fashion is zero. I'm amazed you gave those two scores. A 15 from you and a 37 between the pair of us. Always thinking about the common man on a jetliner. That's what we love most about you. Uh-huh. There's one song left in all of Sweden. All of it. We're finally through it. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself after this. I'll probably just cancel the podcast. 2019, John Lundvik, Too Late for Love. Finishing fifth, it has just been raining top tens for Sweden recently. In the televote, 12 from Norway, 10 from Denmark, and 8 from Australia, Iceland, and the Netherlands. From the juries, 12 from Armenia, Australia, the Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, Iceland, Ireland, the Netherlands, and Spain. 10 from France, Latvia, and the UK, and 8 from Lithuania, Norway, Serbia, and Switzerland. Okay, I'm starting to see why people think the juries are biased. Who doesn't love a good little gospel pop, Liz? What did you think? Look, I'm going to say at the time, it wasn't that I disliked this song. Like, it's a good song. I just kind of felt, I don't know, it wasn't it wasn't Eurovision for me. For some reason, it just wasn't, it wasn't hitting what I want from a Eurovision song. Um, 
So I, you know, I had a, a friend of mine absolutely loves it. Like she still loves it to this day. So yeah, it wasn't that I disliked it. I don't know. It just, it wasn't what I wanted from Eurovision, but I will say it came to its front, um, sometime later. If you remember after the, like the murder of George Floyd and then everything that started happening in America, um, and I know a lot of people were just feel there was a lot of emotions going on. We were just watching it, and everyone was feeling just upset and angry and and depressed. Um, I heard this song like it came onto my playlist. This song really helped me during that time. I was just I was just getting I was in a I was in just in a dark place you know just with everything was happening in the world and you were just like what's wrong with us as a species like we're ridiculous we just do such horrible things um you know wh- why do we carry on what is the point of us like really we should just someone should just get rid of us just get rid of the whole human race there's no point of us um what do we ever do and i heard this song and this song genuinely i know it sounds like a cliche but this this song generally lit a light in the darkness of a very dark time for me and helped me to really sort of focus on, you know what, let's, let's shift off the bad instead. You know what, let's look at the good in this world. Let's look at the people who are making a change, the people who are doing the right things. And you know what, let's work together to make sure this badness stops happening and let's push against this light. So in hindsight, a couple of years later, I absolutely love this song. I still don't think it's good for Eurovision, but <laughs> I love it. I I knew you loved this song, but I I don't I I I wasn't sure how you felt about it at the time because I remember it growing mm. on you. So I yeah. love it when a song can speak to people on so many levels. There are some songs this yeah. year that there is one song this year absolutely speaks to my soul. I think we've all been in that situation. We'll get to that. In fact, I'll tell you a little bit about what's coming up for Deuce Poir at the end of this. I think it's great from the get go. This song. It climbs to a whole new level, though, when the mummers appear. Everyone mm-hmm. looks stunning, and it, it's just a bop. I think it was worthy of a top five from Sweden. Um, there's not too much more to say. So song nine, performance eight, fashion a seven for a 24 from me. Oh, I think what we do have to talk about is whoever organised um, the counting of the votes for <laughs> yes. this particular Eurovision. Yes, A, for television drama, they should get awards. But just for being a shit human being, they would also win an award. Because do you want to describe that moment to our listeners and what they did to John? Yes. So they incorrectly counted, I believe it was Moldova's votes. um, Or a Belarus. I think it was Belarus's votes. And they put him in backwards, which meant that John Lungvik ended up winning the jury on the night. Um, and then went into the televote where his score was announced last. He just did not get anywhere near as many points as I think he thought he was going to get by the look on his face. Um, Obviously, he didn't actually win the jury. The next day they had to come out and be like, oh, by the way, North Macedonia actually won the jury, which I think would have been a lot more anticlimactic because North Macedonia got like 70 points or something from the televoters. But, yeah, poor John, he really thought he was in the hunt a lot more than he probably actually was. Oh, he he had the look of a man who was like, yeah, oh my God, I'm going to win Eurovision. I've just won Eurovision, yeah. And they's, 
zoomed the camera in so close to his face before they revealed his like <laughs> the, the televote like the camera is so on him like you can see the pause on his face <laughs> when they reveal the scores and he is like Ba-bow! like no, you genuinely see his heart break like I'm, like that simpsons I, meme look least you can see exactly where his heart breaks in the half. moment his heart breaks yeah yeah it, it's that meme in real life and you're just like Ah, uh, I feel so bad for him. What have you given this one? Oh, my Lord. Well, I'm going to give the fashion begrudgingly a five. It's a bit shit. They could have done better. <laughs> uh, the performance, I'm going to give it six. Vocally, it's brilliant, but I just think they needed to do more with the staging and, again, not put a black T-shirt against a black background. Uh, now, originally, um, I gave this song six um but <laughs> during the crises in america i've decided to revise that to uh 12 <laughs> wow another very unexpected score from you for a still lower than mine in the end but a 23 from you a 24 from me and a 47 from the pair of us that brings us to the end of sweden art uh, third place tonight Ooh. This is going to be a, ooh, an interesting one tonight. It is a tie ooh. between Robin Benson from 2017, I Can't Go On, I and can't go on. the Queen, Sana Nielsen, on a 50 out of 60, which is huge, ooh. right? Huge score. Second place, yeah. it's Eric Sade on a 53 out of 60. Oh, not quite popular not enough. Not quite popular enough, but, I mean, there was very little he could do because our winner tonight on a 68 mm. out of 60, which I love being able to say, is, of course, Heroes by Mons, getting <laughs> almost almost a completely perfect score, but not quite. Um, and I am shocked to say Euphoria finished like sixth. <laughs> um, other than that, it Liz is time. Liz was not shocked. It's time for Comment of the Week. Oh, yeah. That's right. Time for comment of the week. Lizzie, what have you got for us this week? Oh, there's such a rich uh, plethora this week. But uh, I thought, you know what? There's nowhere we could go but our absolute hero, of course, Mons. Uh, I think Henrik has hit it on the head when he's just said, I'm still not over how hot Mons is. <laughs> I, d- I don't think any of us ever really recovered from how hot Mons was. We'll never we? get over it. Never in a million years. <laughs> uh, GTST has just said, this song was the only one that my dad liked from Eurovision that much. Hope he dances somewhere better. You are my hero. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a nice one. I'm sure he is dancing somewhere uh, better and smiling down on you. But comment of the week is actually going to Robin Malbong, who I think again has, you know, this song is giving them inspiration, you know, in a dark time, which again is the power of music and you find the light wherever you can. And they've simply said, Ukraine defenders, the heroes of my time. Comment of the week. Pertinent, relevant. So thank you, comment. And straight to the heart. Well, that does yeah. bring us to the end of Do's Poir this week. Hey, next week 
I bet you're expecting Switzerland, but you're not gonna get it. We are <gasps> jumping over to doing Do's News for the next month Woo! leading up to Eurovision. So we're going to be talking all about the 2022 contest. It's so close. From the, it's so close. So we're going to be talking so all close. about it from next week through to the end of the contest. And then we'll jump back into uh, Eurovision forever. If you don't, mm-hmm. follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, at Do'spoir Podcast. Subscribe to our Patreon if you feel like keeping us afloat, giving us a few more bucks to make this keep going better and bigger every every week. <laughs> Again, the sound of crickets outside the window. <laughs> if they're not paying, they can shut the hell up. Uh, <laughs> um, also, check out our YouTube. We have just put my top 40 for Eurovision 2022 because Liz, obviously chooses to sit in the dark before Eurovision every year, which is great for a Eurovision podcast. Really good journalism. Well, no, I, I like it because we go at from like this because we've just, there's really two people. There's two ways of approaching Eurovision. Uh, the people who go in researching each and every song and the people who go in a little bit more blind, wanting to be swept off their feet on the night. Um, I have accidentally inadvertently heard, I think, three songs. So I have a top three. So we can talk about that. We'll put that on the agenda for next week's episode. I obviously have a top 40, which is great. So we're in different spots, but. I like my top three. From what I've seen, it's going to be a really good Eurovision this year. Yeah, especially if there are exclude 37 other songs, I think you'll be thrilled. (laughs) I didn't even need the other 37. These three, it's a great performance. All right. Well, tune in next week. We might get a little more info on that. Other than that, thank you so much for listening. We love you to bits. You are the Liz, if you would. Well, I think there's only one way to describe our listeners, isn't there? And I think you'd both agree when I'd say that, dear listeners, you are our hero. Wow, that was really bad. We're going to have to take points off. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mons. Love you. Good night. But we looked hot. We looked hot.